Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is up, punters and dribblers? This episode of All Talk is brought to you by Dr. V, Australia's first and best all natural energy drink. That's right, Tom. If you want to detox and supercharge your physical and mental health, we'll do it with Dr. V and there are 100% natural energy drinks. It's the way to go. Now, our guest today is a rugby league legend. Yep. Even more so, dare I say, a legend of the media game. Yes, sir. Responsible for some of the more memorable, funny, iconic Australian characters. Yeah, one in particular. One in particular that really gets us going. Obviously, host of the Matty John Show on Fox League. You getting it? You getting who it might be? He is also got Morning Glory on SEN every Friday in the morning, funnily enough, as it were. Um, this is actually a real honour. We're very stoked to have this man on. We've been we've been nipping at his heels for a long time. We've finally managed to catch up to him and wrangle him. Um, he's a great man. He's a great rugby league man. The one and only Matty Johns. Magic round. We were up there. It was obviously like Magic Round's one of the great weekends of all time. Sure uh, is. It's just, it's so good. We, um, a couple of our mates happened to be in the Caxton with you and you were running shape. Yep. And you, you made a couple of young boys' dreams that day. Like they were, they just, yeah. I couldn't, wouldn't yeah. stop talking about it. Rugby League Guru, I think. Rugby League was Guru was coming in. Came and went to heaven, I think. Do you, like, were you, someone was like, I think he was like, I don't know if he knew how much we were all enjoying it or whether he was half like, like, were you half taking the piss now and like, this is, the boys are just loving this? Or do you just like run and shape every once in a while? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it was for me. It was tragic round. Nah, now I do. I, I remember. Yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, I enjoy it. I was, um, I was extremely fortunate that when both Andrew and I came through at the Newcastle Knights, there was an old guy at the club who was like this guru. It was almost like I suppose if you're a heavyweight boxer stumbling across across Customata. Mm-hmm or a musical genius, and he was just so good at educating you everything about football. And so as myself and Andrew started sort of climbing through the ranks and getting more attention, he just started dedicating more time to us, you know, to the point that, you know, he, he after a training session where you're just wanting to relax, he'd come, he'd come back and just with a VHS tape and just put it in for two hours. Oh, really? And just go, right, oh, this is, like, this is how you... You know, this is how you pull a defender to you. And of course, like, you're young and there's only so much you can absorb. I don't know what you're thinking. It was obvious Joey was listening harder than I was. <laughs> uh, but but you actually, when the penny drops, everything, and even now there'll be certain things I'll hear myself talk about a game and I can hear his voice right. teaching me. Yeah. Mm. And uh, Alan Bell. And so, yeah, every, like, what it's like... It's like stepping through a doorway. Someone asks you something about football and you'll say something which then leads you down this other corridor and all of a sudden it just go bang and all the stuff that he's... You find yourself 40 minutes later... <laughs> Running shape upstairs <laughs> at the castle. <laughs> and people going, what the f*** 
going on here? Because I looked Lying over all so, the boys up. Now you come here, you come here. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm got blokes. I got I got five blokes standing there. We're doing so like a half field shape. So mathematical equation, you've got two markers, you've got the fullback, there's five on the other side, so it's a five five split. And then we're saying about right, you don't run to him because that chews up the field. You've got to find a way to pull the B defender to you, not run to them. <laughs> blah 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 blah. And I get most of the way through it. And then Martin Gleason there, who's a pommy, goes, Hey mate, well what if he does that? I said, F mate, you you're ruining the whole story here. But yeah, so no, I I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And but I've, I'm always really mindful of not going too far there. And yeah. it was one of the primary reasons I didn't go into coaching. Because in our house, my wife, this is a, like a, a monthly argument. <laughs> I've got this storage area where I've, I must have 30, 40, 50 exercise books with just notes written out from my playing oh, days. Okay. And even there was a period that I was thinking about going into coaching as a club looking a bit over a decade ago for a coach and they sort of bumped me if I was interested and I was like, yep, yeah, you know, three days, three days later, you know, I filled five exercise books worth of notes and I went, do I really want to go back there? It's yeah. like that part of your personality. Yeah. So even now, like the, sometimes Fox will say, do you want to commentate a game? And I just go, no, because I just don't want to go back there. Yeah. So I just knock around with Fletch and Heine and Gordy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so... Dip my toe in occasionally, but it's just chewed up so much of my life. Mm. Yeah. And particularly when you've got a family, you just find that if you go too far into that world again, you're there, but you're never there. Like you, you're in their presence, but you're not with them. Mm. Yeah. You, you head somewhere else. Just thinking about shape constantly. And thinking about like, you know, when they talked about coaching, I went and had a look at the team and I started worrying about really arsehole things like, oh, this bloke's probably taking too much of the salary cap for me. And I'm going, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I understand why coaches, a lot of the coaches, are just, they go mad. You listen to All Talk with Tom and Eddie from the Hello Sport podcast coming to you on the SEN Airwaves. And we are talking with the one and only Matty Johns. Now, Matty, is there a club that you would coach? Like, obviously, maybe not now, but, like, is there, like, would there have been a club if they'd gone? Like, was this, was it a, was the club that asked you one where it's like, you know, obviously take it or leave it? Was there any, was there any offer out there that you would have come back for? Um, didn't really think of it like that. Um, i tell you who really warned me against it because... I worked with him doing a bit of stuff with the halves and he just knew how I ticked was Craig Bellamy. When I was thinking, oh, okay. he rang me <laughs> and said, mate, I'm hearing this club. I said, yeah, yeah. He said, mate, don't do it. <laughs> and I said, really? He goes, your personality, mate. He said, he said two things. He said, I just know how excessive you can be and you need to just take up 100% of your time. And he said, but the other thing he said is that you got to understand coaching these days is probably 30% of it. He said, you know, you're dealing with sponsors, you're dealing with the club, you're dealing with salary cap, you're dealing with this, that, the other. And he said, I just know that it would bore the, bore the hell out of you. Yeah. And I went, it's good advice. What yeah. about a one-off origin series? If you're offered just three games? Do you know, again, the lead up to it, I just don't... I, I you just, don't need it. I enjoy, myself, I enjoy my life too much. Yeah. You know, that I just... Like the closest we came, myself and Andrew was uh, Samoa. Oh, that's right. That yeah, was really there recently, was hey? there was that situation. They you back. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, it was there. just so hard to work out what was going on. Mm. 
like, you know, one sense we had people saying they're really unhappy, but in players are trying to document and all that. And our thing all along was, look, once we started to look at it, you could see how complex the situation was. Mm. And we didn't want to be disrespectful, mm. but we didn't quite know the dynamics of what was going to... So our thing all the time was, okay, like, we don't want to get immersed in this, mm. but if something happens and you're looking for somebody, we're here. And why Samoa? And why with your brother? How would that have gone? Would that, do you reckon you guys could have worked? That could have, have, that would have been. Yeah, that would have been interesting. <laughs> I don't even um, watch the documentary on itself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, Samoa, because I just uh, – uh, well, firstly, because they came to us. There was a contact oh, from there. Okay, they, they sort of right, bumped Andrew right, initially. Right, right. And then we looked and it was appealing because you just saw the potential – and we're, and we're great believers in uh, Pacifica, mm. the game doing more there, the opportunity for the game. And so that that's why we, we saw the progress that Tonga had made and saw the same pen, uh, potential with Summer. And as you saw with the World Cup, yeah. I mean, that speaks for itself. Mm. And, and just sort of working. Because I, I, the other thing I believe in is that I don't think state of origin should be the pinnacle of the game. I think international football should be. Mm. Like back in those days of the great old kangaroo tours, 82, 86, 90 and 94, that was the pinnacle of the game. These fantastic Great Britain sides, a really strong New Zealand. Um, I just think, I think if in a decade's time we're still looking and going, mate, the pinnacle of the game state of origin, in a lot of ways we failed. Mm. Mm. And do you think that the Pacific Nations is sort of the future? Of the strength of the international, I think, I think, I think a huge part of it. Yes, yeah, I, I really believe that the next side in should be a Pacific side. Yeah, right. Yep. We're going to ask you about that. Mm. Um, what would you do then with Origin? Would you keep the eligibility the same? Would you relax that's it? Co- that's complex. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. something that, That's that's <laughs> complex. Yeah, I, I just, you know. The, an answer, mate. These, <laughs> days is, these days there's so many forms of media and there's so many ways of what I would say be interpreted. Yeah. Now, nah, look, that, that, that is so difficult to sort through. Mm. I mean, ideally, I, I would like – see, I, I want Jerome Luai and Brian Tuo playing State of Origin. However, I want them playing for Samoa. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't want – I don't want young Samoa and Tongan players going, we're not going to represent – Samoa and Tonga because we want to play for Queensland or we want to play for New South Wales. But it's just trying to work out how we do that. Going back to early days, Mm. Cessnock, you're getting noticed by the Customato Rugby League and, you know. Whose name was what? Alan Bell. Alan Alan Bell. Bell. Yeah, I I saw him the other day. We're at an old teammate's funeral over there and um, it was so good to see him. Just telling stories, like Mm. old rugby league stories about, like – just stuff you don't hear anymore. He was talking about, you know, the um, the guy who who had passed. He was talking about when he got his like first start in you know, and he was talking. He was opposing blocker, and just about how to handle like because you know, this young guy was really str- you know very very strong. Yeah, and he was like you know. You know, you're going to go against Blocker. This is what's going to happen. And he just like there, there's just a certain layer of intelligence when AB AB was talking about it, mm. and he said to him, "Blocker is so important to Balmain." He said, "Benny and Blocker are their halves." 
because Mick Neal and Gary Freeman were very much runners and they were competitors. He said, blocker's just so important. So what I want you to do, Bobby, every scrum, he said, when you pack down, he said, blocker's going to want to break from the scrum and start the set and start rolling. Just grab him and just hold him. And t- he said, you, you know, blocker's big, but he said, you know, you're, you're, you, know you could hold, a, hold off a bullicky. You know, he said, mm. just grab him and even if you can't take him to the ground. And as much as he fights you, just hold on to him as long as you can, <laughs> then let him go. And it just, like, it, it exhausted Blocker, he, yeah. you know. And, and he was like, oh, man. And it got him into sets late and really affect the, affected the rhythm of the Balmain side. Mm. And if you look at that game, if you, if you look at that game, the Newcastle side had made up of all these young guys because they had all these injuries. Mm. And... I think Balmain beat him on the bell, I think, 18-16. And it was just sort of that old school smarts and cleverness, mm. you know, and gamesmanship. Which you even, I think, were talking about on what we agree is the greatest rugby league content, the show with you and Cooper, in terms of like rugby league nerd out sessions, like yeah. here in a way the game is sort of spoken about. And we were concerned, just to butt in quickly, that you weren't, doing enough last year yeah. sort of on and on on and off well, we, we were it was, was like well, mate there's another one out we'd be so it was so stoked and then like you know a month would go by without anything i felt like getting your number and calling out and going, <laughs> <laughs> i need this out weekly so the fact it has yeah, been the fact it's out, we're very pumped with that but you were saying uh it might have been the one just after magic round but about how people sort of sometimes say rugby league is a simple game mm. and how even just little things like that where the, the layman isn't necessarily paying attention or aware of the the intricacies of little yeah. things that can be done to affect the game in a mm. more yeah full blown way than yeah. you know yeah I think you know the beauty of Wayne Bennett is that it's take like he's the greatest at simplifying that but he's mastered making the game simple by nine hundred games you know what I mean yeah like it is in essence a very complex game and only when you understand that complexity can you make it simple. Mm. So, like, you know, to sit there, like Wayne would understand all these different complexities, you know, but then go, right, I know what's important and what's not, and I know how to get that guy to do his job. Yeah. Where sometimes you hear coaches, you know, talk. Like, for me, one of the most terrifying things I would hear from a coach occasionally where, you know, you go into a certain side and they just go out, you know what to do, mate. Just get out there and play footy. <laughs> do you roll? And you go, fucking hell. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You want an instruction. You want to say, you get out and that's your job mm. and I want you to do this. I want you to focus on this, but don't worry about all of that. And that's you know, what I believe that's very much what Wayne does. I was talking to Sean O'Sullivan. Sean was playing so well before he got the pec injury. And Wayne, he just says, Wayne said to me, Sean, you just go out there and this is what I want you to do. I want you to do this and I want you to do that because when you start to think of too many things, you get muddled. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, but that's un- but that, you know, that can't be, you know, that simplification, you know, that takes time. Yeah. You know, that's not, you know, someone going in and, you know, someone saying, hey, Tom, just go, and, just go and say that to that bloke and he'll get it. You know, something gets lost. It doesn't work like Chinese whispers. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, Alan Bell's old tricks of the trade, like obviously the one with Blocker, just hold him in the scrum. Are there still little tricks like that in the game or is that sort of lost to, to time? Um, 
Yeah, I, there, there would be. I mean, I'm, I'm not so much in clubland anymore. Mm. Well, I'm not in clubland anymore. I don't really do. I work with sort of individuals if they reach, you know, if they speak to me, give me a call and we'll go down the park and do some stuff. But I'm not involved with the you know, day-to-day with the clubs. It just pains me. So any ass. player, like not any player necessarily, but like you're like open if someone just hits you up. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I've get. I know you have worked with halves and stuff, but that's yeah. sort of how it, that's how it operates. I'll just sort of hit you up and ask for some. yeah. Come around, work with lots of blokes. Some uh, we keep it quiet because you know, like coaches get very funny. I don't. I'd say to them, when if they come to me, I have a set. Like everyone plays the same sort of shapes. There's little variations. So when they come to me, I'll say whatever your shape. Don't tell me what your name and your shapes are, but the, here's the name of the shapes that I use. Yeah, if it makes sense. Yep. You know. So and, and so then you don't. You know. They, they take it away and it's just a change of vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. But some, you know, they want to keep quiet. Others, clubs, yeah, we'll send them over. You know, I've had some interesting times. I've had, um, like, Cronk, when he was a young player, he'd stay for, you know, almost a week at so a time. So he'd come and stay at your house, like he'd come yeah. from Melbourne. Yeah. It must be a trip to see now, like, or like to see what he's done in his career and then now, like, you guys are working together yeah. and, and, like, yep. there is sort of that. We had, when, when Billy was coming back from his shoulder... They were trying to work out, sort of bed down, how Munster and Billy would work together. Almost like you got two guys, fullbacks, mm. trying to change the way that the six would work. Mm-hmm. So they would come and stay. Oh, didn't let Munster stay at the house. I'll make that straight away. <laughs> but it's yeah, absolutely, the corner, mate. absolutely no way in the world. Swag out the front of the so house. So he would. So this says a lot about the Melbourne Storm, right? It says a lot about like Slater. So you know those guys went. You know, they came and they said, oh, what sort of hotels are in there around Collaroy? I'm like, you know, not, not a lot in Collaroy. Look, you go and stay in Manly, 10 minutes drive, and they went, no, nah, no, nah, it's okay. So they booked into this community centre. Oh, right. Like, I actually stayed there, I think, on a year five excursion. That's exactly yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So Munster and Slater were staying in this almost this dorm. Yeah, they were dorms, yeah. Yeah, we were staying, we were, like we were doing the sessions on the fields that are there, right? That's Mm. where we're doing the sessions. And, you know, the school kids would come out on their excursions and I'd watch them and they'd be going, is that (laughs) Billy Slater? (laughs) You know, but that says a lot about the bloke. Yeah. Doesn't it? That says a lot about, yeah, he and Munster. Like, because most players said, oh, we're going to stay at a uh, community service. Yeah, no, you wouldn't see the Roosters doing that. No. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. No, of course. Yeah. No, they'd be at the Intercon in the city, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Get the driver to drop them over in the morning. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is All Talk with Hello Sport, and we are talking to Maddie Johns. Now, 97 when you win. We're talking about a great rugby league town. Obviously, you are talking to two Manly fans here as well, Maddie, so I just want... Sorry, boys. That's all right. Listen... Listen, it is what it is. It is what it is. It's, a, it's, it's become a nice moment for rugby league. Can I just say, there's certain sort of sayings that have crept into the English language that mm. I don't quite understand. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. It is what it is. What will be will be. You know, yeah. it's a, it's very sort of, I don't know if it's Buddhist or something. Like it's that sort of vibe a, I think, it's, it's, got, like I think a, it's got, it's grounded in Buddhism. In Buddhism? Yeah. 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 I, don't, I can't imagine the Dalai Lama saying something he goes, oh, it is what it is. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, <laughs> it's, it's probably like, not with the Aussie twang as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's like Carpe Diem is now just YOLO, right? Like it's yeah. just the, you know. Seize the day. Seize the day. Listen, you've got to live with it, right? Because every 
year, it's it's Joey going blind and yeah. Newcastle have won the grand final. So you've got to make your peace with you've it. You've got to make your peace with it. Even though, look, you know, if I was to make an excuse and say it was a split competition, it doesn't matter. And that some good rugby league judges reckon that Brisbane would have won a unified comp. I don't know. Yeah. I don't say those Let's not go there, boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess, you know, like what that experience is like, I imagine it was amazing. But then also... The better than Lego video coming out. I just want to get to that first because, like, did you know that that was out there? Or when that thing popped out, you're just like, <laughs> it's great. When and has it, it also changed the way fans interact with you now, where it might have been like, bring back the biff, Maddie. Now it's just better, better than, than Lego. Lego. I love it. It's great. Yeah. It's really good. Um, it's like, you know, it's like, it's funny, you know, you, I, you speak to like young players and you just, you, you point out to them sometimes, like, People come up to you, right? And they'll go like a magic round. Hey, Matty, Queenslander. It's just banter. Mm. And what it is, people are just trying to make conversation. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like they go up there and, you know, young blokes, you know, one of the young players having a beer at a bar, someone walks up, gives a bump, you know. They're trying to engage. Don't take offense. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Some people go, I laugh at people and they go, oh, yeah, it's just, oh, then you go, come on. You know, so I get it all here. And I love it. It's yeah. great. However, I remember that night. That was a on, great on, caveat. That was yeah. a, you, <laughs> yeah. it up you gotta love it. It's but, great. Yeah. But <laughs> that night when Fletch unearthed it, did he? Unearth did he it? find it? Someone passed it on to Fletch, <laughs> and I'm sitting on the show. Perfect person to and find And Fletch it. goes, "Mate, we've got something, right?" And I'm going, <laughs> and it goes, and like I vaguely remember it, mm. vaguely. <laughs> Excuse me. And I'm watching, and, it, and just this, you know, sort of old grainy thing. And Natalie Barr comes up, and I'm next to her. I go, "Oh no, <laughs> I remember doing something really stupid here, you know." <laughs> and then I went, "Oh yeah," and I'm going, "Oh no," and yeah, sensitive world out there. Yeah. You know, people draw all, you know, they get there, and I'm just going, "Oh man, this could be," you know, <laughs> 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 it's just been vetted. But luckily, people took it for what it was. Yeah. It was what it was. It was what yeah, it was. Exactly it was right. is what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's but right. yeah it was. Um, but it was funny. I started to get uh, people got in touch with me. There was an Irish newspaper, right, from Cork City, got in touch. Cork, no, Cork City Football Club, soccer club, got in touch with me and said, "Oh, we want to know. We got sent to us. We want to know why this Australian rugby league player was wearing a Cork City <laughs> soccer shirt." And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I don't know, a few years ago, you know, I, me and the wife drove around Ireland. We stopped off at Tipperary and I just went and come across this, you know, this store and bought the T-shirt. And I went, oh, that's a very interesting story. I went, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get a couple, couple of yeah. out well, of that yeah, one. It must be interesting for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so please tell us more. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's about it. Post-footy career. Mm. You go into – were you doing footy show before you retired? A little bit. So that's like where you're just sort of getting a taste for it all? Yeah, they, they, they'd invite me on and, you know, they, they were doing sort of – they'd get players on as guest hosts and things like that. Yeah. Started to do it there. And were you naturally – was your natural inclination to be the funny guy when you were on there? Was that always the no. thing or did that develop? I think it just – it developed into a role. Yeah. Is that – so the Red Dragon character, for yes. instance, that was born long till a, a fair while before I went on – so you were doing Reg, you were, you know. The origins, of, this is where it happened, right? So at the time, New, Newcastle were in the midst of Arsenal and me out of the club. 
and it was a it was a really stressful time it was and i was you know this is oh and it was just we were about two-thirds of the way through the season was that a bad just on that was that yeah. a, was that a tumultuous period like i didn't really know how that came yeah about. it took on started taking on the life its own a little bit you know local yeah it, it was sort of used as a tool like you know whenever there's there was a bit going there were some factions in the club and you know, one faction was using that against the other i'll be honest with you looking back it was the right decision i, I was hitting right. the wall i was just about done yeah. but it was you know the usual stuff that what happens you know it happens you see it all the time mm. you know where a side's got a local junior you know and he's all of a sudden he's 32 and they're going to move him on and people go you can't do that yeah but hey you can't run anymore you know? <laughs> um so i'm sitting there anyway we're up in townsville we're about to play the cowboys and I'm lying on the bed, Mark Hughes on the bed next to me, and we're watching the movie that Michael Stipe made, produced, called The Man on the Moon, about Andy Kaufman. Oh, yeah. Starring Jim Carrey. Yes. And Andy Kaufman was his genius who, who was Andy, but then he would transform into these other people. He had these alter personalities, like alter egos. Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't just go into them like hearty ha ha He would become that person. And I just thought, how wonderful, how lovely it would be to just get a break from yourself. So I thought, there's been so much going on in my life, f*** it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to totally take on a new persona. So through the weeks, I would become Reg Reagan. <laughs> what, like a training? And yeah. Far out. That's crazy. Warren Ryan, the coach, didn't really get it. <laughs> Did the boys? How did the boys? Yeah, the take boys. That they so I would you turn up it. sometimes, like in sort of seventy shirts with the big lapels, and, and they go, "Oh, Reg is here," <laughs> and they carry on the facade. And I did a couple of interviews. I remember Steve Maskell coming in after a game once, and it was like, "Oh, Maddie," I said, "Stop you right there." <laughs> Full time sirens gone. I'm Reg Reagan, and he was like, "Okay." So we did this interview with Reg. That's, that's hilarious. So it just spilled in, and then went on the show and. Yeah, they got me to do a couple of things and and uh, they said, anything else? And I went, yeah, I've got this sort of alter ego that I slip into. Red Dragon. Oh, yeah, tell us about him. Oh, he's sort of this obnoxious guy who's stuck in the 70s. He's full of all this false bravado. Mm. Uh, but, again, to cover his underlying insecurities, he's an alcoholic. Except now, we love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's who we are. And so, uh, yeah, it went like that. It's kind of crazy, though, with Red Dragon. And I don't mean to, like, blow smoke up your ass, but, like, oh, as a do. yeah, but as a character, he has, like, it's got a place in Australian, like, sort of comedic folklore. Yeah. You know, there's, like, obviously you've got, like, Barry Humphreys and Dame Edna and that, and, like, that was sort of a global export that people – but yeah. Red Dragon, like, became a full-on, full-on thing – that's Reg holds up. Reg, yeah. Reg, Reg absolutely up. does. And he was a different – he was, literally, in my head, he was a different person. Yeah, right. Like, I would – I would – and I put my hand – I would transform <laughs> when I put put the gear on. Yeah. And it would happen. I could be – like, I've gone – where we're going to do a shoot. Or I've had to do this certain thing as Reg. And I can turn up and it's – I'm tired and it's the very last thing I want to do. And as soon as I put the gear on – I would transform. You're into it. And I'd just, I'd be, I'd have gas in the tank. <laughs> I'd be sweet. I'd banner and things would come. Like you get there sometimes and you, you go, right, we're going to do this live interview. And I'd go, how am I going to do that? Like I'm mm. tired. I don't even know what I'm going to say. Mm. But then when the gear went on and someone would talk, 
everything would just flow. Yeah. And something about like knowing the character so well that you actually know intuitively how to react to certain questions or in certain yeah. situations that are true to whatever he is. I tell you, I tell you a funny thing like that. Like I interviewed on the podcast recently, Waleed Ali. Yes. And I said to him, who is the most impressive person that you've, you've met or worked with in field of work? And he said, this is going to sound outrageous. He said, the guy who does Elmo. And I'm like, right. He said, what you got to understand is, he said, he said, we had him live on the project. He said, we had, he had this little sort of area under the table. So we're looking at that break going, okay, there's a guy under the table. <laughs> he's got Elmo. So he's got the puppet. And he said, there was nothing planned. He just said, ask me whatever you want. And he would answer everything in character well, as yeah. Elmo and do the face. Like, you, you're not just saying it. You have to do the emotions with your hand. And, yes. and he said he just nailed it. He said, I was just looking down and going, this guy's a genius. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Now, I'm not saying Reg is a genius. <laughs> well. no, but, but you do, you actually you actually know if you ask uh, ask Reg's opinion on something, it would just flow. Yeah, I, you know I just it. knew oh, it was it was that part of my brain. You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport, and we are talking to Matthew Johns. Now, Matty, where'd Reg come videos. from? The name Reg Ray. Yeah. Because it's know. a ripper. Yeah, I don't know. I think either, you know what? And who he became was a sort of conglomerate of all the people that. I knew from Cessnock and people who'd lived in the house, old mm. footballers and dad's mates, things like that. Like dad would always say, oh, I don't really – dad never found him funny. I said, because dad, you are Rick <laughs> yeah, Reagan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and I think, you know, the, I said Terry Regan. So I thought I, part of it was, you know, Rigo's character, Terry Regan, the outrageous Terry Regan. And I went, okay, Terry Regan, okay, Regan. Okay, well, Reg has got a – Yeah, it's so, got a so nice Reg Reagan. Some of the – street talk things with reg or like the logies ones like yeah. mate it's it's funny like you look back on the footy show and again for people of our generation that's like golden age television like it's just some of the great moments of our childhood growing peak up telly. some of the peak yeah. telly it was and it, and it was fun yes like you know like it wasn't cerebral television you never no. went on there to say right uh right uh, we're going to change the world here. yeah <laughs> like it was just it was just mate it was fun yeah mm. they were great guys to work with it was good fun and you go out on the street talks and just mix them with the punters. And the punters, like, you know, it's funny. Some of the old women at see Reg, and they, you know, side love. Because everyone knows, knew a Reg. Yes. You know, it, yeah. was, it was either their dad or it was their crazy uncle. Mm. It was someone. You know, they, everyone related to him. They knew yeah. who he was. How did you – because obviously it's like a different type of success, uh, like media from football. How did you, how did you process success? Like as a young person or as an older person, like did it overwhelm you in any sense? Like, did you find it very, you very comfortable with it? Yeah, yeah I, 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 um, I, yes, I, I, I was. Mm. It's hard to know, like you know, success. Yeah, I don't sound like a wanker here. I'm trying to find the right words, but you know, it isn't a place you just arrive at. No, it's just sort of something that builds, and yeah. you don't get handed a medal or anything like that. It's hard to define it because mm. people say that's great, and other people say that's shit. Yes. Some people say I love that, other people say it's stupid. So it's just like it's it's more that you start to get attention from people, right? mm. which I love. I'm a people person, mm. you know, and it's really for me that's a, that's the part of it I enjoy the most is people 
getting in there and coming up. Like you get magic around, right? And again, I've said said this to you know, talking to young players and players who sort of experiencing, you know, they're different things and, you know, have had difficulty with, you know, maybe had an incident or something like that with a player, you know, or sorry, with a, with a fan that was a bit of punch on or something like that. Anyway, mm. I said, we've got to understand, I said, what the position you're in, how lucky you are. So magic round, a bloke comes up to me, right, say for instance, and he's got his kid. Matty, can you sign the young bloke's jersey or can the young bloke have a photo? They just want that much, right? Mm. If you give them that much, I don't, they just go, f- to be able to do that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. and to and to do something for a young bloke, you know, and you speak to his dad, but even sometimes to see the young bloke go away and look at his dad and go, and look at, because you treat people with kindness and respect and, you you know, you're chatting to the old man and how you going, mate, and you're chatting away, is to see his young bloke go away and look at his dad and go, f- dad, that, that was awesome. You're pretty cool, dad. You, know? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. just go, that makes you feel good. Yeah. That that's that's the best thing about yeah. it. And as you get older, you understand that more. That's the part of what I love most is you're walking along magic ground and people come up and say hello, give people time, make sure you know it. It it, it um it makes you feel good. How easy it is to make people feel good. What do you think you'd be most proud of your media career or your playing career? Is it easy to even make so the differentiation? Just, just they're so different. Yeah. Like same sphere, but just so different. Yeah, yeah, so different. Because you've had incredible success in your media yeah. career. You're probably yeah. the number one sort of media personality in rugby league, I'd say. Well, again, no, more yeah. smoke, more smoke, more but smoke it's up the, the truth. Yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah, you've done incredibly but well. But again, it's yeah, that's hard to define. Other people, you know, like serious commentary and yeah. like certain things. So it's just what people like, you know. But yeah, I haven't really thought about that as far as putting my media career up against. I, I do. I have enjoyed my media career more. Yeah, because okay. it's more natural. Rugby league, as I said, well, it was hard work. It was hard going, not physically for me, like it was mentally really hard going. Notebook City, just it was. No, it was like mate, yeah, 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 yeah. Notebook City. Shout out to the musical. Yeah. But it was. It was. It was really hard work. I yeah. used to have to promise myself when things were going good. I'd just say, Maddie, don't fall back into that. Don't let the devil in the door. Don't go to those notebooks. Two days later, I'm sitting there and I filled another book. <laughs> um, uh, go back to notes. Time. I open the book and I'll just go, Jesus, what are I thinking there? And <laughs> oh, I'll really? look at another one and say, hang on a second, maybe I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> you release them one day. Yeah. Do you ever give them to your young blokes and go, read these boys? No. Yeah, how's that no. work? Like as dad and also a rugby league mind, do they like just fuck, leave us alone, mate? Yeah, we do don't. We don't. Don't do it at all. Uh, no, only if they if they ask. Right. Yeah. If yeah. they come to you, do yeah. they? Really? Mm. Yeah. Really. Yeah. You know, see, I'll, mate, they need a father, not a coach. Yes. Yeah. You know, these days, they're in there. Like, I just think sometimes how agonising it would be. As much as I'd love the game, to be in there at seven in the morning and not allowed to leave at four in the afternoon. I just, I, I just find that these days excessive. Was it? Did you actually even say something about that recently? Where it was like around the sort of structure of a rugby league player's day and just Me how and Cooper that, were talking about. Yeah, right. Yeah, as you can I, tell, I just binge that fucking show. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. I have heard this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I just think we did it one year at the Knights. Right? When, when, when it went full time professional, Super League had hit in the '96 season. We decided right up. They coaching staff get in there at 10 in the morning and you just leave at 4 in the afternoon we were just over it 
Like yeah. as Chief said, he just said, Chimpy, we don't even shake hands when we see each other anymore. We don't even say good morning. Mm -hmm. So we said, right, we just went to the coach said, this ain't working. So for 97, we reverted back to 8 o'clock in the morning, gym session, hour and a half, bust our ass. See you later. The rest of the day, you know, spend it with family, friends, mm. go to the beach, whatever you want to do. Back, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, hour and a half, train hard, go home. And it was fun again. Yeah. It was a game. I just think sometimes, right, so I use the example, right, of a side. Let's say the Tigers. Like, Tigers have found their formula that centralise and simplify their football, operate through the middle. Okay, let's – okay, when you found that formula, why are you in at training all day then? Yeah. What you are okay. doing by being in there, in my opinion, is being detrimental to what you've discovered because then all of a sudden says, that was great, but why don't we just – and then why don't we just – then all of a sudden you find yourself you you know you're 100 miles from shore and you go well, where do we where did this all go wrong we were doing this so well why did yeah. we get here i believe it's over analysis and i think with some of the sides they're just in there too much yep if I, if i was coaching again i would i would be doing 2 hours in the morning boys go and live your life 2 hours in the afternoon yeah i think it's more conducive to quality camaraderie mm. and people will say oh yeah but they're full time and yeah they got a lot of money on their hands it's what they'll do in their spare time if you can't trust blokes to go away and do the right thing because <laughs> they got shitloads of money yeah. then yeah. those blokes are, you know haven't got the right yeah. blokes yeah rugby union v rugby league and rugby union you know it, you know they just like they're not a competitor right in the sense that like no one really gives a shit other than when the head of rugby union, obviously they get Suali'i, which is, you know, massive. They got to pay shitloads of money for him. Yeah. But then the the head of rugby union is almost taking like a Vlandy's approach to being like yes. super outspoken and getting in rugby league's face. And yeah. it's almost, but it's like rugby league can't help themselves but bite back at him. Like if you said nothing, yeah. he'd disappear. He would have gone, he would have gone months ago. He would have gone, yeah. but the way his approach has got everyone pissed off. Yeah. How but, do you see it? Like, Well, I love it. I absolutely <laughs> so love it basically. when I love it when Volandis goes used to go when he goes the AFL. Yeah, yes. I love it because in my opinion, like when they GWS and you know came in and too many of our bosses were like, oh well, you know, yeah, we can coexist and where Volandis is no, mm. in fact, we're going to do this and they were you know like it's a bit like the Victorian racing. They used to yeah. laugh at Volandis, not laughing anymore. No, no, not no. Laughing. They're all pissed trying they're, to band together to take right. out racing. Well, they're actually just pissed off now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. It's like that with Peter. I love it when you used to go Gil McLaughlin and just yeah. go on, go on, go on. I say, yes, do that. So then I can't whinge when Union do the same to us mm. and they're trying to make impact. That's smart. You know, it buys them, it buys, it buys them headlines. Um, and the games at the moment, it's it's struggling because you know they're they're, they're neck tied to international rugby, and national rugby don't want to change the rules because the game's flying in Europe. Yeah. Why should they change the rules? Yeah, the laws, as it were, the laws. Yes, yes. Where you know the strength of rugby league in a lot of ways, like you know, we don't we don't have we don't have that. Like the six again rules, in my opinion, has been a revelation. I don't think the game has ever in my time been better. Mm. I think the game is just in such a sweet spot. You know, watching the the standard of football, how the game, the faster rucks have meant that the best players, the most exciting players, we're seeing more of them and they can show their wares. And my television ratings are showing that. 
and going to Magic Round, the buzz around Magic yeah. Round. And so the strength of rugby league is that we always ensure that we primarily wear an entertainment game. Right? Mm. That, that's entertainment. And so the ability to tinker the rules and keep the, you know, defence is always, chase, always chasing attack. When, when defence catches up to the attack, then the game becomes suffers because of it. And we just keep changing the rules so the attack just keeps just ahead. A little bit yeah. in front. Yeah. Come out of those wrestling days. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, you know, the six again rule has done a lot to, you know, pull pull that back. It's made the game, it's just up the ante with the game. Mm. If you go back and watch the game, some of the games from five years ago, you go, mate, there's no football being played. Yeah. You listen to All Talk with Hello Sport. We are on SEN and we're talking to Matthew Johns. Now, Matty, one thing as well, it's of great importance to Tom and I, one of our favourite rugby league sayings is play eyes up footy. Yeah, because this, up is, this is your, you hate this one, right? But yeah, you hate it. And so, yeah. we just we need to get your understanding of why you hate it, and and we'll, then we we have to explain it to you yeah, as well. We, like, we can explain yeah. because yeah, you're, yeah. you're clearly not getting it. So there's certain <laughs> things that I don't that I don't like in the game. So I only I come from the angle of me if I was a player. Mm. So we've got to aim up in D. I hear that. Oh, you know, we just got to aim up in D. So that just washes over me. Like defenses, defense is hard. Defense is attitude. Defense is about aggression. So I'm not going to say say to you, Tom, mate, listen, playing the Broncos this week, I need you to just aim up and do. <laughs> See, that's not exciting. That yeah. doesn't inspire you. No. I say to you, Tom, hey, listen, mate, this weekend, we're going to get out there, you're going to break some ribs for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you yeah. say, yeah. I'll do I'm it. I'm going to do that. Right? So I understand, right. boys, come on, let's we'll get up our aggression in defence. Right, I get all that. But it's it's that ability to inspire a player and go, yep, that's what I'm going to do. If I'm sitting in there before a game and the coach walks to the collective group and go, and we've got to aim up and do, I just go, oh, God, I just can't <laughs> wait. I just say, oh, I can't wait to get the ball back. So I have footy, I, I don't. Do you know what it means? Do you understand like how <laughs> – yeah, you know, eyes up, playing what you see. It's because we were like when you we heard you saying we were like, surely he gets eyes up footy, okay. at least understands it. See what happens is this is why like when you do ball work, right, as a team against no opposition, it's detrimental if you do too much of it. Okay, because what it does, it's eyes sideways footy. Now what I mean by that is all you're doing is looking sideways, rallying players to different points on the field, and that can creep into play, right? And so what. Eyes out footy is it's that walking forward. It's just watch, watch the game, watch forward, and wait for opportunity. Spot and be able to react. It's reactive football. Mm. That's what it is. Reactive. So you got two types of. I always think in my head, you got the long menu football, which is boys. Let's work to the far post, and we're going to come back with this sequence. It takes two or pl- two or three plays maybe to get there. Now, where short menu football is single syllable words. You know, where you're just walking and you just go, yeah, could be – a shape might be a pop. You just go, yep, pop, bang. Or outside B, bang. Those simple one words. Now, that's that's eyes up footy. But you just can't play eyes up. For me, if I'm – I've got to give you a guide, Tom. If I'm going to call the football, I just can't, I just can't – in my opinion, call it blindly and just sort of saunter to the line and expect you to know what I'm going to do. Sometimes yeah. I need to give you some sort of guide. Right? Uh, so I, when I'm reacting, so I just like to explain things further. Yes. So if I was to say to you, I would never say eyes up footy <laughs> to you. I would never say it. I would yeah. give you the tools to say, hey, Tom, I just want you to play a more reactive game. Yeah. 
Step back. Let him organise. I need Nathan's going to organise for you. Right? Nathan's going to let him do it. I just need you to float and react. Yep. You know? And these are the plays. Mm. Mate, I'd love to run some shape. It makes sense. Like, yeah. We're, we're going to need to run shape at some point. Yeah, we're we're gonna, next year at Caxton, we'll find you and we'll run some shape. <laughs> yeah, you'll hunt me down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mate, don't worry, I'll be there. <laughs> Mate, um, it's genuinely been awesome to have you in. It means a lot that you've done it. I know it's been a long time uh, yeah. sitting here. Thank you very Boys, much. Boys, thank you. Thanks Congratulations time, on what you're doing. Cheers. Too. Appreciate uh, it, mate. Really good. Great space here too. Thank it's you awesome. very much. Thanks for the yarn. Loved it. Yeah. And say good day to your old man for me. I will, absolutely. Your absolutely old man. Will. He's a legend and a genius. He is, I agree. He actually did say, I completely forgot. I spoke to him last night. He did say to say good day. So, <laughs> he's a good man. There you go. Thank you, mate. Beautiful. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Matty. Beauty.